welcome, welcome, welcome back. I'm Marty here with my good friends Sean and Tyler. We're going to get started here. Fantasy Fat Show. Oh, yeah. Well, hello there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, first time in a long time um, putting out an episode. Uh, yeah, the long, it was the kind of a long off season, it felt like, maybe because... Uh, we were all getting amped back up for it, so you know, every day I'm just trying to inch closer and closer and closer. But um, here we are. We are in early July now. I feel like it's a good time to start getting uh, that first mock draft action. I mean, I've done plenty by now, but uh, this episode will be based around my first official mock draft. It's been a lot of uh, experimenting going in, but I'm going to treat today's mock as if it were my League of Record uh, real draft. And I know it's early, so, you know, competitions haven't even started yet. You know, we haven't dealt with the injuries. We haven't dealt with uh, the cuts and uh, all that shaking up of the depth chart. But regardless, we're going to treat it like this is draft day, late August, early September. And, you know, we'll probably do three or four of these as, you know, we get stuff that changes. But you got to start somewhere. And Fourth of July weekend, holiday weekend, is the perfect time to do so. Uh, Before we do get into that. I'm going to just, uh, you know, plug the Twitter, at FantasyFaps. That's at Fantasy, F-A-P-S. Uh, you know, we've really, you know, started really focusing on that platform now. It's kind of just gotten exposed to us just how uh, supportive and fun and engaging, you know, informative and hardworking, you know, that whole fantasy football community is. Um, you know, it's, there's a... Not a ton of egos out there. I can't speak for everybody. There's not a ton of egos out there. You know, everybody's willing to help each other. Everybody's willing to, you know, engage in the conversations and have fun. Uh, you have the, you you know, like every other group, you have your people that are going to, you know, stir a pot and cause a little dumb stuff. But uh, that's to be expected. Um, and another thing, uh, very happy, you know, to announce that, yes, it's only the satellite tournament, but Fantasy Faps have been accepted into the satellite tournament for the Scott Fishbowl 11. I'm very excited to do that. I just recently even found out what it was, but it's basically a huge, huge, huge tournament and just group of fantasy leagues that come together for a great cause. Um, It's a charity event. Um, It's massive and so well run just from like what I can see of the history of it, how everybody talks about it, how everybody in the community speaks so highly of it. Just seems like such a great thing to be a part of. Uh, I am in the satellite tournament this year, which means if I win, I can solidify a spot in the real Scott Fishbowl. Um, But either way, just being in the satellite tournament is amazing. I am in uh, bracket 24, the Beyonce division. I have the 103 pick. It is my first time doing a super flex league, my first time doing a tight end premium league, and my first time doing a third round reversal league. So uh, I was lucky enough to get a couple mocks in. I believe the draft is tomorrow. I'm recording this right now at 10:10 on Friday night on the West Coast, out in San Diego. Beautiful, beautiful night. But um. Yeah, so this is going to be our first mock draft. Uh, th- this mock draft is going to be from our league of record, which is going to be a one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, a flex being wide receiver, running back, or tight end, kicker, 
defense, six bench spots. Uh, We're going to be running this off of the Fantasy Pros Mock Simulator, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest things to happen to fantasy football in the offseason. Um, it it's just it's so nice how you know it's not the same every single time it's adjusted for ADP you know as the consensus rankings get updated that's what I use the consensus rankings and um, as they get updated by the experts on fantasy pros they will adjust how it's drafted so it's super nice so I'm setting it all up now we are going to randomize the draft position it is 12 teams so I'm hitting random and we are landing on eighth pick um I was on Twitter earlier and I did like kind of like a thread of a mock draft I did at eight. So I'm actually going to randomize it again because I did eight earlier. Um, as you can see on my Twitter feed, went pick by pick, kind of explaining my mindset, uh, which is going to be similar to how this goes, but a little bit different. I guess. And here we go. We are rocking out of three. We're rocking out of three hole, which is kind of cool because that's where I'm at in the Scott Fishbowl. So third pick, we got half PPR. We got all the lineup set. Okay. And, you know, without further ado, we're going to jump right in. All right. So, at the three. Loading, loading, loading. Um, You know, for the first couple rounds, I'll probably give a quick pick, uh, you know, all the players in between. And we'll, you know, we'll get it going as the other rounds go. So, we had, um, you know, no shocks there. CMC going at the 101 and Dalvin Cook going at the 102. Um, this being a half PPR league, uh... At the three spot, I'm automatically already considering really one of three guys here. I'm going either Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, or Alvin Kamara. Now, my initial gut goes right to Derrick Henry. Um, dude's just unstoppable. It seems like you know he he's just, he's big, he's fast, doesn't get really he doesn't get dinged up. He, uh, offense is just getting better. They have more pass weapons, which should somehow even open up that run even more. Um, you look at Barkley, who has, who's, he struggled to stay healthy, but you know that that first season when he you know when he was healthy, oh man, he sewed it on fire. If he plays all 16 in this Giants offense, even without Daniel Jones taking a huge leap, I don't see how he finishes outside the top five with a full year and the workload that he's going to get. Uh, Kamara, I I was uh, no, I was not on that train last year, and I regret it. I got a feeling I'm going to regret it this year because I'm kind of not on that train. Uh, Winston, you know, he does a lot of his work in the past game. Winston doesn't check down nearly as much as Breeze. I believe it's like a 10% difference. I think Breeze was checking down at like a 28% rate. And um, I think Winston's highest ever was about 18%. I understand it's going to be a scheme change with Winston coming in and learning a new offense. But uh, when you get that – when if, if, if I was at the five spot – yeah, I'd be ecstatic to get Kamara. I'd be ecstatic to get Barkley. But coming out of the three, I'm going to roll with a Derek Henry. <clears throat> okay, so now uh, we are coming back in the second round now. In between, we had uh, Tyreek Hill going in the four spot. A little early, but it evens out as it comes back to me. We had Hill, Kamara, Barkley. So they were both going. Hopkins, Jonathan Taylor, Zeke. Chubb, Adams, Eckler, Mixon. That's it. I like I like that duo at the end, Eckler and Mixon there. I probably would have went Diggs with Eckler, but uh, can't argue that. Uh, coming back, Diggs, Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, DK Metcalf, Najee Harris, 
Antonio Gibson, and finally Patrick Mahomes taken right before my pick. So, so we already have Derrick Henry locked up, and now we are at two. Now this is where I look. Okay, running backs on my radar I'm looking at. You got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Big fan of his this year. I was a big fan last year, even more with the value this year. Uh, current value of uh, running back 15, which I think is crazy. Uh, Dobbins right behind him. Again, a big fan, but I don't not necessarily like reaching for that in the second. Now going down to receivers, uh, first one that sticks out, Calvin Ridley still there, A.J. Brown, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, those are the three that I'd probably be looking at here, and honestly, to me, it's not even close. Calvin Ridley. Julio gone. If you look at the games with uh, Julio out last year, Calvin Ridley was a monster. He should eat up targets in an offense that I don't think they finished outside of the last, uh, top three in passing in the last, what, six years, I think it is. Uh, so the target share he's going to get, uh, the amount of work he's going to get, I think makes that an easy second-round choice. So we are coming out of the first two rounds with Derrick Henry and Calvin Ridley. Big, big fan of the start of this. Let's see how the draft board looks on the other side. So after my pick of Ridley, we had A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson. So the two guys I was considering are now off the board. I, it would have been nice if one of them came around. But start of the third round, we have Darren Waller and Michael Thomas. That's cool. That's a good start for uh, my man out of the second spot. Uh, Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, and Michael Thomas. Uh, the guy in the first hole has CMC, Justin Jefferson, and Darren Waller. That's that's going to be a tough one to compete with. So we, now we are looking. Again, Clyde is still there. Autumn, I'm really leaning him first. Keenan Allen is still there. I do like him. Uh, Allen Robinson, McLaurin, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. Out of all those, my favorite is Amari Cooper. Probably tied with Keenan Allen. I wouldn't mind either of those. Uh, I do like a lot of receivers down there. And we have a long way before our next pick. I can't say the same for running backs. I can say I really like Edwards Hilaire. I really like Dobbins. Not too, too many, I feel, make it back to me in round four. I would be lucky, I think, if Montgomery made it back or Chris Carson. I do not anticipate they would. Because of that, and because of my love for the man and his extreme disrespect, we're going to take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's going to solidify our starting two backs. We're going to have Henry and Clyde. And now with Calvin Ridley, we are going to be floating into round four. All right, after my Edwards-Hilaire, Kittle goes, Dobbins goes, Allen Robinson, Kyle Pitts. That's honestly, by the time real drafts come around, it would not shock me. Uh, Pitts, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper. So that didn't happen. Was kind of hoping he made it back. Didn't think so. Miles Gaskin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, CeeDee Lamb, Lamar Jackson as the second quarterback taken off the board. Chris Godwin and Josh Allen followed by Miles Sanders. And now we are up in the fourth. Again, we have Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Calvin Ridley right now. Um, we still need we can fill a flex here and actually both Montgomery and Carson made it back. Wow. Um, look, just looking at what is available. Kyler Murray, who he is my choice to finish as the top quarterback this year is still on the board. I already said, Chris Carson, David Montgomery still on the board. And then when we go down to wide receivers, 
Uh, we still have Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett. There's a lot of options there I like. Even as far down as T. Higgins, I would be perfectly fine going Higgins as my flex or as my number two if I was to grab a Chris Carson or David Montgomery. Those two I am so torn between. So torn between. I do like Ronald Jones, who I know I can wait a little bit longer on. And Robert Woods, I think, is still in a tier of his own. So that would give me my two starting wide receivers with my two starting running backs. And there's a good chance at this point that one of Montgomery or um, Chris Carson would make it back. So, yes, I'm going to pull the trigger here on Robert Woods, solidify my two starting receivers. See where this leaves me with running backs. We had Kareem Hunt, uh, Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, and Chris Carson go. So we lost our Higgins and we lost our Chris Carson. But the good news is we had options. So now we have, we're going to be looking at our flex here. I'm just a best available kind of guy. I believe Kyler's still on the board. Whew. Yeah, I'm. We're going to have to weigh this option. So I can grab my flex here in David Montgomery. Like I said, I still love Ronald Jones, who is still here. He's going to be one of my great value guys. I had a had a post about him today, actually. Um, how he, he's the running back 31, which is just unreal. Um, and then receiver-wise, we can snag our flex. We can get a Thielen. We can get a cup. Deontay Johnson, I really like this year. Tyler Lockett with the with the floor of the play uh, – core of our lineup we have now Tyler Lockett would be a very nice addition because he is a, he puts up weak winning numbers you know he's a big boom player so it's those weak with the floor we have of Henry Ridley and Woods they're gonna be eating up a lot of opportunities you know we, we can afford to go with Tyler Lockett on and just you know bank on his big boom weeks but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do something I haven't done in years, and I'm going to go a quarterback relatively early. I'm going Kyler. I really, really, really love what he was doing before his shoulder injury back in week uh, 10, I believe. I believe he was week 10 or 11. He was on pace to break the points-per-game record by a quarterback in fantasy. <clears throat> you know, He just wasn't the same after that. Um, he's healthy now. I love what they, they went out and snagged Rondell Moore. I really like I, I, I love that I love the kid. It would not shock me to see you know three thousand and a thousand out of him with forty total touchdowns this year. So now we are rolling into round six. We have Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards, Edwards Hilaire, Calvin Ridley, and Robert Woods. So we do need to fill that um, flex spot still. Montgomery went the pick after me, followed by Thielen, Galladay, Mike Davis, Cup, Deontay Johnson. James Robinson, Mostert, Dak, Lockett, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. So there was three quarterbacks taken there. Odds are Kyler was not making it back. And then we have a little string run of uh, tight ends coming back. We got Andrews, Hawkinson, and Goddard with Ayuk in the middle there. Odell, and then Chase Claypool. So a lot of receivers gone. So I like the fact that we did snag Robert Woods and Kyler because we would already be down into those uh, – that other tier of quarterbacks here. But nonetheless, we do need to find a flex out of this. Ronald Jones is still there, as I know I did not say his name. So we're going to be looking. We have Chase Edmonds, Javante Williams, who I really like. 
uh, Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris, Ronald Jones. A couple starters still left. So, and you know, I believe Ronald Jones is a nice value. If you look at his stats, he was very, very effective last year. Just needs the workload uptick. Now, receivers, we are looking at Jamar Chase, Sutton, Chark, Juju, who I also right after Ronald Jones, I uh, I did a piece on Juju. <clears throat> like him for a bounce back candidate. We have this is the short turn. So here we're gonna eat up my man. We're gonna go Rojo. We're gonna have Rojo coming out the flex. Or at least he'll be our first option out of the flex. See what comes next. If Juju can survive. Okay, so we had Herbert go right after Jamar Chase, Javante Williams, and Cortland Sutton. So good news, our man Juju is still there. He would be our first either our first receiver off the bench, or he would be our flex in place of Rojo. But he is still there. So we are gonna eat up some Juju. Um, I would I would consider Tyler Boyd here, Debo Samuels, all them, but Juju in an off year still had 97 catches. Still had nine touchdowns. He he was very effective other than his yards per catch. And I believe it was around like 8.6 last year. But his previous high before that, his previous low before that, I'm sorry, was 12.8. If he just splits the difference and gets at 10 yards per carry, he's over 1,000. He, you know, he's, he's always flirting with that high touchdown total. Very disrespectful for uh, for a receiver that put up those numbers last year. I understand it wasn't pretty. And especially, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with Clyde. You know, you drafted him high with expectations. Didn't match it, so now, you know, you're almost punishing him. So now here we are, we, uh, week eight. We are in pick eight. Uh, just a real recap of what we got. We have Kyler, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. Right now our flex is Ronald Jones with Juju on the bench. Uh, we do still need to get a starting tight end, but you know we're in that group right now where you you know it's Fant, Logan Thomas, Tanyan, Ingram. I have a I have a philosophy for tight ends, and it's it was just Kelsey or Janu, and it is now turned into Kelsey Waller or Janu. So, I very rarely get Kelsey, Kelsey or Waller because I'm very rarely in the mood to pull the trigger on that. Though I know the advantage of it. So 99% of my drafts, I'm leaving with Janu in right now about the 12th round. Um, I love that. And, you know, when it comes time for that pick, I'll explain why. If you've followed us on Twitter, then you've seen my rants about why I love him. But nonetheless, we already have a quarterback. So we're pretty much just bouncing between running backs and tight or running backs and receivers here and just grabbing best available so let's see receivers. We got Jerry Judy. I'm a big fan of his this year. Uh, we have Chenault, Corey Davis, Antonio Brown, and Gallup. I like those. Mike Williams, that's a value in the eighth round. I think we can wait a little bit. I have a couple running back targets that I like in this range. Um, one being Damian Harris, who is still there. Zach Moss is still there. Michael Carter is still there. Kenyon Drake is still there. My number one target in this round is Gus Edwards. He is not there, so... Uh, I'm guessing it's it's starting to become a thing where people are liking the value on him. Ranked 40th, which is crazy for me for Gus Edwards, who has standalone value being the second back in the highest rush rate offense. 
and uh, God forbid anything happens to JK, Gus steps in with a full workload and is just RB1 written all over him. But we're going to take the man, Damian Harris. We're going to lock in a little bit more uh, rushing depth here. Um, he's kind of the same thing as Ronald Jones. Look at the stats last year. Dude was not as bad as it really felt like it was. And with an offense that should be a little bit more stable this year, uh, yeah, I'll take that as my you know, running back four. Take that all day. Okay, so round nine coming around. Let's see. This is our – after this pick, we're going to have the long wait, so we're going to have to jump on you know, a guy we like. Um, I lean Antonio Brown. I do like the upside of Gallup. Doesn't need the huge workload that CD and uh, Amari Cooper are gonna get. Gallup is, uh, you know, he's a stretch the field kind of receiver, a big boom guy. I do like that. Antonio Brown would be our four receiver. Yeah, he'd be our fourth receiver. A little bit more reliable. Look at the stats after he came in last year. Like, dude was performing. We have uh, Mike Williams might make it back to us. I do like Michael Pittman Jr. this year. Jalen Waddle. Um, I don't know what's going on with Beasley, but you know if he plays, dude was good last year. He was he contributed. I got a couple of receivers I like late too. So, uh, but yeah, here we're gonna go Antonio Brown. Give us a little bit more depth, and you know if he's not what he's all cracked up to be, he's our four receiver. We still have three quality guys ahead of him. So here we are. We got some depth now coming into the double digit rounds. Um. Just looking at what's still left over for quarterbacks. And, man, the disrespect for Tannehill. I always think it's just mock drafts, but it's not. Everybody talks the love of Tannehill and just never wants to take him. He's still sitting here. Joe Burrow's still sitting here. He's my dark horse to finish as the quarterback one this year. I have my safe bet in Kyler. God forbid something happens to him. Um, so, yeah, we're going to leave Burrow and Tannehill on our let's see list. We're going to see what running backs are still there. All right, so now we're in the range of we have Naheem Hines, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray is a great zero running back strategy pick. I love it. Tariq Cohen, I think, you know, he has he has a role, especially in full PPR. Philip Lindsay, out of all those backs in Houston, Philip Lindsay my favorite. I think he'll probably do the most of the work. McKissick, I think he's going to have a sneaky, you know, similar role to last year. A man eating up targets. Alexander Madison, you're just banking on a, an injury. James White, not so much of a role anymore. Giovanni Bernard, I a couple rounds, I would probably would take him, but not just yet. It's only the 10th round here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull the trigger, and I, you know, I'm not usually a fan. When you snag a quarterback early, not a huge fan of uh, grabbing a backup, but to me it's like if I invested this much in an early quarterback, God forbid something happens to him, I don't want my full season to go down, so – um, between Tannehill and Burrow, hmm, man, that that that's rough. Two of my favorite guys this year, but I'm sticking to my word. Tannehill's always so disrespected. Going with Tannehill, so I got I got the quarterback position lined up. This was a super flex league, and I could snag those two guys in the first, two of them in the first three rounds. Man, I'd love it. Look at the draft board, and we're just gonna. I'll just give some highlights of the picks in between. So I went Tannehill. We had Pollard, Noah Fant, Marlon Mack, Jamal Williams. I did not mention him, but I am on that wagon. Hollywood Brown. I think he. I think he's gonna have a nice role. 
Mike Williams. Oh, we were on our short turn. Oh, I'm sorry. We were on our short turn. I was going the wrong way. So, yeah, right after uh, my Tannehill pick, Michael Gallup, Tariq Cohen, Rashad Bateman. I was just going to mention him as I mentioned Hollywood, but Rashad Bateman and Michael Pittman. So, two of my receivers I was considering, Michael uh, Gallup and Michael Pittman, both off your board. Look at the tight ends uh, landscape. First, let's see what our division has because that's always your key. Uh, one, okay, so in now we're going to have the long wait. Most of these guys have tight ends. Let me see if there's any team who does not have a tight end yet. One, two teams. The 11 and 12 team do not have tight ends. And let's check what our status is of who is left basically in place of Jonu Smith because that's the only guy I'm eyeing up right now. We still have Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, Gasecki, Higby, Irv Smith, Ingram, Hunter Henry, and Jonu still there. So... I'm okay with Janu. I do like Logan Thomas. I like Tanyan and even Ingram this year. Ingram this year. I'm sorry. Even Ingram. I talked the most shit on Ingram, but you know, in the 12th or 13th round for a guy that's going to probably flirt with 90 targets. Yeah, I'll take that. A little positive regression in the touchdowns. He only had two last year, but a little positive regression there. And then you're getting value at the point. Yes, it's a disappointment because of what he should be. I call this the Yao Ming syndrome. People shit talk Yao Ming so much because he should have been a lot better. Should have been. Instead of just looking at what he did. He was good. And that's kind of the Evan Ingram thing. It's every year he was drafted, you know, in that top eight tight end range. And then that's where he would disappoint. Because he should be there. When you're talking about tight end 15, 16... Getting him in the 13th round? Yeah. That's value. So I will wait one more round on the tight end position. Um, how many running backs do we have? We have only one running back on our bench. So we're going to go up and grab a little depth in the running back position. Um, because we do have Antonio Brown and Juju on our bench for receivers. So we are looking at Naheem Hines, Latavius Murray, Phillip Lindsay. Basically the same batch we had before. Okay. Uh, yeah, of all these, um, I'm going to go Latavius Murray. He's, uh, look, look at his stats last year. Okay, he had, look at that, 650 rush yards. He had five TDs. He was the 33rd overall running back. I uh, I will take that. You know, he's, he's somebody, he's going to get some carries each week. You don't got to worry about that. He's never going to get goosed on a week. Um. And, again, as just a big depth piece, and as always, I'm not a fan of drafting my own handcuffs. I'd rather take somebody else's handcuff to lock up their backfield and mine. So, because if, you know, if I'm drafting to bank on an injury, I'm going to bank, I want to bank on somebody else's injury. Okay, so this is round 12 now. Um, I said this was going to be the round I went tight end because I don't want to wait anymore. And my man Janu's still there. Irv Smith and Tanyan did go, but Janu is still on the board. Call me crazy for going him over Logan Thomas. I just uh, the the money money talks. The he is getting paid by the Patriots. He is getting paid. Well, I think three years, fifty million. I think it was. Was that the total? It was three or four years, fifty mil. So they're paying. Uh, no one's gonna doubt his athletic ability. I think we've that's been on display, and that's been all the talk since. Um, he didn't really get the chance in Tennessee. Every every time he was supposed to. 
I'm like, oops, something came up. Ferkser. Every time Johnny was supposed to be the man, anytime, you know, there was an injury and it was like, oh, Johnny's the man up, he's going to be the target guy. No, it was Ferkser. I don't know if that was scheme related or what, but uh, no one doubts the ability. It was his opportunities there. And then also, look at Cam Newton, who is still the starter and was good last year up until his COVID uh, diagnosis. Very good. Efficiently passing the ball. And look at his track record with tight ends being his best weapon. Him and Greg Olson for years. Greg Olson was a lock in the top three fantasy tight ends. Um, Janu is my very dark horse to finish as tight end one. Obviously, I believe it's going to go Kelsey. And then I believe it's going to go Waller. And then I couldn't tell you in between. But if I had to pick somebody that was tight end 10 or below to finish as the tight end one, I would go Janu Smith. I believe they brought him in for a reason. And Cam's track record using the tight end. And, you know, the, uh, people's rebuttal to me has always been, uh, oh, well, what if Cam gets benched? Okay, then they're bringing in a rookie in Matt Jones. And what is the oldest saying in football? The tight end is the rookie's best friend. We have, have Janu. So we have a full starting lineup now, minus the kicker and defense. We have one more pick before we need to kick a, pick a kicker in defense, which I should have just done a 13-round mock and just left them off, honestly. But coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't. So now we're just going to go, really, what, what's our best available? We got uh, Rashad Penny, James White. Gio Bernard is there. Gainwell is still there. Uh, rookie over in Philly. Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson. Nothing really exciting. Um, yeah, we're just taking some late-round flyers here. Hardman, a guy I've been taking late, two guys I've been taking late are both still there. John Brown and Russell Gage. Somebody has to lead the Texans wide receivers. John Brown, when he was on the Bills, when he was on the field, was very, very effective. Uh, I believe he was active for nine games last year, and in five of those, he was over 70 yards receiving. Someone has to be the wide receiver one here. It's not going to be Waller. Waller is still, he still plays out of the tight end. David Carr is one of those guys where a couple of weeks out of the year, he just goes bananas and then disappears. Having John Brown on the bench is not a bad thing. If you need to fill in and, you know, if it just lines up with a good matchup, could be looking at a nice value here as your last skill position player. Uh, and then Russell Gage. I didn't realize how high of a red zone target share or how many red zone targets Russell had last year. I think he was like ninth in the NFL in red zone targets. Now he's going to be stepping into that wide receiver two role. Julio's out of town. Yes, Calvin Ridley. Yes, Kyle Pitts. Those are going to be the two guys to really watch. But there's no way they just changed their scheme completely, especially they didn't go out and get a running back to give me the reason, give me a, any thought they're going to change their scheme they're not going to go to being a you know a rushing 55 percent of the time it's not going to happen odds are they're going to finish in the top five in passing volume again this year and if i can get the number two receiver there as my last pick absolutely so we are going to go russell gage it was between russell gage and john brown we are going russell gage so there is the fun all done 
Um, we are just going to quickly wrap up with a kicker and a defense here. I'm going to go eat some young Jeezy. I've been eating that up. Love that offense. As much as it pains me to say, being a Giants fan, I, I hate, hate, hate loving Cowboys, but God damn it, I do. And we are going to finish up here. We'll go with Miami's defense. They get to play the Jets twice. They get to play the Dolphins twice. There we have it. Did I? No. Okay, well, I fat-fingered it. I went Rodrigo Blankenship. So I went double kicker at the end. How about that? Bet they didn't see that coming. Let something happen to Young Jeezy. I got Rodrigo coming off. Uh, still got all right. So uh, fantasy pros graded that a ninety-one out of hundred, even without having a defense. So let's do a quick little recap here. Okay, now Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Helaire are going to lock up our running backs. To me, that is fantastic duo. Fantastic. Clyde is getting done, but disrespect just because he disappointed people. He disappointed me. I had the third overall pick last year, and I went Clyde. I was all in. And so, yeah, all season it felt ugly. But by the end of the year, dude was a steady running back. Um, I believe his production will go up due to his opportunities going up. Offensive line is way better than it was last year. They took the Super Bowl to heart. They went out there, fixed their line, uh, offensive line. I think that's going to do wonders for Clyde. I'm not going to get into all the little stats about him that justifies um, my love for him, but with Henry and with Calvin Ridley and Robert Woods, that's such a good floor. That is so much work. That is, you know, probably 40 carries a week between those two running backs. And how is that not 15 catches a week between Ridley and Robert Woods? Those are going to be two very, very high, highly targeted guys this year. Uh, I came back with an early quarterback in Kyler because I truly believe he's going to be the QB1 by season's end. Then we grabbed our two flex uh, competitors here in Juju and Ronald Jones. That could be a matchup-based thing. If one of them gets hot, they can just ride it out there. And then we added some depth to everywhere. We went Damian Harris, Latavius Murray on our bench for running backs. And then we also have Antonio Brown and Russell Gage down there. For our receiving depth. Pair that with a little Janu Smith, who is my favorite late round target. And yeah, I can kind of agree that with uh, Fantasy Pros giving me a 91 out of 100. I would like that team. If like So for this being a mock, I'm very happy. Very, very happy. It's only July 2nd, so you look, everything's going to change. It's always like that. As you get closer to the season, it's going to be a lot of lot of moving and shaking. A lot of coach coach speak coming out. A lot of people watching hard knocks. So uh, it just feels good to get a gauge right now. Um, I already mentioned it, but again, get at us on Twitter. We're you know we're we're very active in that in the Twitter sphere. That's at Fantasy Faps on Twitter. Come and talk some football. You know we're getting ready. We got the Scott Fishbowl draft coming up. It's, you know, we always use July 4th weekend as the official start of mock draft season, but I'm probably about 100 mocks in. Benefits of having uh, some downtime at work sometimes. But again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this mock draft. Let me know what you would have picked. Let me know what you disagree with. Let me know. 
My team sucks. Kyler, Kyler, you know, in the fifth round, you're an idiot. Just let me know. Just come and talk on Twitter at Fantasy Fats. Get at me.